we welcome you now to a true church perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis. A major problem with most Christians today is that they have anarchy in their core. Anarchy is defined as a state of disorder due to absence or non-recognition of what? Authority. So our new world order, new age philosophy accepting society fought for many years to take the father out of the home. The reason was because if a child grows up without understanding the authority of a man, they will have a very hard time adopting the authority of the God of the Bible. Can I say that again? Did y'all, did y'all get that? Yeah. The man was taken out of the home because the man is a symbol to us of what God is to us. Oh, you can't even get amens in 2016. Yeah, that's what the man is in the home for. His voice resonates at certain frequencies that command respect. That's why his voice carries the way it does. And it startles and gets the attention of children a lot more effectively than women. Amen. Yeah. You can scream, Johnny, stop, stop, Johnny, stop, Johnny, stop. Daddy can say, stop. Because, I mean, it's it's scientifically proven. Because God made the man the head of the home. Only witches have a problem with that. Go on and raise your hand. (laughs) As God, he said, the man is the head of the woman as Christ is the head of the church. So they took the man out of the home to delete the authority of the man so that children will grow up without understanding true male authority. I don't care if two people say amen, that's right. And so because of this, a lot of men, if there's no uncles, no males around, whatever, and they grow up only hearing women... They will seek jobs where there's only women over them. They will go to school and want classes only with women. And they will only want women authority. And whenever male authority comes around, they turn into cowards. Yeah. Soon as a man challenges them, they quit. Yeah. He hurt me. He did me wrong. He just, uh, and all he did was try to challenge you to be better. He's so mean. I'm telling you, if strong men went home, we wouldn't have all this homosexuality. Wouldn't be no LGBT problem. Why is the LGBT problem in the church? Because preachers not preaching marriage in the church. Brother, stay single today. Fifty, still walking around here. It's just a lulu. You sure looking good, man. Get your old tail out of here. You fifty. Why haven't you ever been married? Well, I do have kids. Get out of here. Nobody pushing marriage. And so this anarchy was set up by deleting the male authority. First Thessalonians 5 and 12. Dear brothers and sisters, honor those who are your what? Leaders in the Lord's work. They work hard among you and warn you against all that is wrong. So when somebody's warning you against what's wrong, it may be what you're doing. Don't get offended. 
But these men get offended when you try to warn them about something because they don't have fortitude. Because the male voice is scary to them. God's authority is given to us in the form of men. God calls leaders to pastor and guide us. The way we respect authority is how we will respect who? God. This is why all these TV shows, preachers of this, preachers of that, showing all the foolishness and everything, that's what they were created for, to degrade the authority of the church. Once people feel that the authority of church is whack, they'll stop respecting the authority of the church. The more people stop respecting the authority, the more the pastors have to cater to the people if they want people. The way we respect authority is how, uh, 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 respect the authority God has given us is how we're going to respect God. Numbers 16 and 28. Moses said, when he was talking to Korah, Nathan, uh, Nathan and Abiram, remember when they rebelled? Uh, in the uh, wilderness, they rebelled and they said, hey, we just like Moses. God can talk to us. We, we, we need to be in charge. So they took over, appointed them some priests, 250 priests. And I mean, they started their own mutiny. And Moses came out and looked and went and prayed. And God said, you know what, Moses, I'm killing everybody. You too. Everybody's dying. Right. <laughs> That's what he said. My, Bob said, Moses, Lord, please, at least spare the good ones. God said, all right, this time. And so when they went to challenge Moses, Moses said, hereby ye shall know that the Lord has sent me to do all these works. So when you challenging me, this was Moses, Moses was saying, when you're challenging me, you're not challenging me, you're challenging God. Because it's the Lord that sent me to do these works. He said, I have not done them of my own mind. When you challenge pastors that you place, you See, this is the, this this crap. Folk act like they in bondage in church. You're not in bondage. You chose that church. How are you gonna choose a church and then choose not to submit to the authority of the church? You crazy. You chose the church. Look at somebody say you chose it. You chose that church. So when God uses the man. Of God to speak to you, speak truth to you, try to guide you, then you need to listen to him if you submitted yourself to him. If you're going to get mad and leave every time somebody try to challenge you, then you're not going to ever be anywhere. We have free will to select the leaders that we please to have influence over our lives. Did you know that? You have free will. I know Obama acted a fool the other day, didn't he? When was that? Yesterday? Boy, he did some stuff. I'm telling you, but I've been telling you. Nobody listened to us, but we've been telling you what he was going to do. He was going to do it from the beginning because he said he was. When he was a senator, he said he was going to do all this. I told you, what's the video I had? Era of Man. How long ago was that? That was 2000 and something. I told you they were going to change these bathrooms. Y'all remember that? Didn't I tell you they were going to do this to the bathrooms in that video? That was way back in the day. I told you they were going to do it. Now they're doing it. Folks get molested and raped and everything in these bathrooms. It's exactly what they had planned to do from the beginning. However, I ain't going nowhere. So if I'm not going nowhere, then I got to submit to the authority that is over this country. It's my free will. I can get a plane ticket and fly somewhere else and change my citizenship. Free will. So I just got to just ride through it. Now, that don't mean I agree with everything that he does, but I can't go and, and, and amen, I have to submit to it in some capacity. Right. If I'm going to go to Target, there's going to be a transgender restroom in there. Right. 
Amen. That's why I on- online shop and use my own bathroom. I'll take the laptop in there if I want to. I'll, I'll order me some shoes on the toilet. I ain't going in their restaurant. Amen. You got that print symbol on the door? I'm not going in there. Amen. When we are willing, when we willingly submit ourselves under leadership, we must follow their instructions. So when we submit ourselves under leadership in the church, we have to follow the instructions. If you don't, it's mutiny. Even if you're right, God is not pleased. Amen. Amen. Even if you are right and he's wrong, you pray that he gets right. Talk to him, Lord. You don't do that. Amen. Folks tell me all the time, man, I'm going to leave this church, but I want to let the pastor know exactly all the things I disagree with. Why would you do that? Just leave and shut up. You go there, you submit to it. If you don't want to submit to it, don't go there. Well, God has me there. No, he doesn't. Why would God have you somewhere where you out of order? That's not how his order works. He don't have you that'll overthrow the leadership. That's never happened. Not in the Bible. Hey Amen. You reading Jack and the Beanstalk or something. But the Bible don't say that. You have to submit to the authority. Amen. I know I'm telling the truth. Hebrews 13 and 17. Obey them that have rule over you and submit yourselves. For they watch for your souls. As they that must give an account, that they may do it with joy and not with grief, for that is unprofitable for you. You're making it uncomfortable in the church because you're all out of order. You're the one going to be uncomfortable. You're causing mess. You're making it hard on you. He's not going to ever ask you to do anything. He's not going to lift you up in leadership. Nothing. It's unprofitable for you. And usually that's because that anarchy is in your core. Somebody in leadership failed you. And now it makes you fight against leadership. Especially when they failed you and they were a Christian. People that have been hurt by Christians are the ones that go after erroneous doctrine. When a person is not pleased with themselves, they cannot follow the instructions of others. Bitterness always births what? Anarchy. So a person that is upset with themselves can't follow others because that bitterness is going to birth that anarchy in your core Hebrews 12 and 15 looking diligently lest any man fail of the grace of God lest any what root of bitterness springeth up trouble you and whereby many be defiled so what this is saying is you can be hurt By someone falling from the grace of God in your life. And it springs up a root of bitterness. And this begins to trouble you to the point to where you defile others. Amen. That's why you got to forgive. Don't let people hurt you to that point. Understand when a pastor corrects you, it's from God and it's love. Don't let bitterness rise up because you got corrected. How many of you have been corrected before? Hey, man, that's life. The lack of fathers in the home births bitterness in children. 
This causes them to seek affirmation and validation in leaders instead of accepting discipline and reproof. So what happens is when the father is contrary, wayward, whatever he is, and he's not doing his job, a lot of times the child resentment grows in them for authority and leadership because authority and leadership keeps letting them down. Do y'all hear me? So this causes them to seek affirmation and validation in leaders. So they come to churches looking for a daddy. They want the pastor to be their daddy. They want to call him that. Daddy. I've been to churches. Daddy. Hey, daddy. I'm like, oh, pimp. Daddy and daddy. Bible said call no man father but your father in heaven. You don't do that. You don't give a person that kind of authority. Amen. He has the authority to rebuke you or reprove you. And he don't have the authority to tell you when to sleep with your wife. When to buy a house. When to have children. Man, that's a dad and real daddies don't even do that. Wait a minute. It's getting a little too personal, preacher. But people seek that. They want a father in the pulpit. They're looking for affirmation and validation. But they want it without discipline and reproof. So they want to go to a church, but they want to feel equal to the pastor because they say, well, God can speak to all of us. I mean, well, we really don't have a need for a pastor. Then why are you in here? Go and let YouTube pastor you like most of the folks are doing. Why are you in here and you don't even believe in the office of a pastor? Well, I mean, God can speak to me too and he speaks to me and, he, and I, you know, I, I don't even understand that. Then if you don't believe that the pastor can hear something from God and give it to you that you can't get on your own, then it's useless. Don't even be here. There are some things God is going to reserve for the man of God to speak to you. There are things that you will never hear on your own. You have to hear it from authority. God is going to always keep the need of human beings. We need each other. It's going to only work that way. He said, give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together. Shall who? God? Men. But they seek affirmation and validation instead of accepting discipline the minute you try to discipline them or reprove them they leave they're gone and they're looking for somewhere else to get affirmed and validated second timothy four and three for the time will come when men will not be able to sit through sound doctrine that's somebody right now just ready to bounce soon as i turn around they out of here they can't sit through it Ooh, he's in my kool-aid he in my stew he's in my won't you quit making that filthy stew? Hey, why don't you quit sinning? Folk want to go to church and get a word that's not going to conflict with the sin. The word is always going to conflict with the sin. Don't take it personally. Oh, I hate him. Why do you hate that preacher? Because every time he preach, I feel bad. Maybe you are bad. Good gracious. Oh, his words hurt. Gee, Craig hurts. He hurts me. Brother, quit sinning. It won't hurt. It won't even apply. I used to feel okay when I went to the strip club. Now I'm, I'm sitting there just feeling bad. 
But the time will come where they will not endure. They won't be able to sit through sound doctrine. But after their own lust, meaning what after what they want to do, they're going to go select people to preach what they want to hear. People tell me all the time, man, these preachers are going to have to give an account for getting up and doing it. Well, maybe, maybe so. But the only reason they're up there is because the people selected them. The people are filling the church up. Nobody pulling a fast one on these folk. These folk know what they want. They want somebody that's not going to preach against what they're doing. Bible said they're going to heat. Preachers just going to preach it the way I want to hear it. No, I don't want to hear it the way the Bible said. I want to hear it because after you say it, it sounds so much better. You make God, for God so loved the world, sound like, oh, for God so loved the world. Preach, preacher. I know some folks in church just hearing Charlie Brown's parents. Just, I mean, just in that, just, amen. Yeah, hey. Say it again. Say it again. Leaders are supposed to teach us and guide us. But when a person has anarchy in their core, they will only follow leaders, listen, that see them as leaders. Uh-oh. Yeah. When anarchy is in your core, you're only going to go where you can be promoted. <laughs> in other words... A person that hates rebuke will always desire to do the rebuking and never submit to it themselves. Yeah, folk join the church. Yeah, brother. I said, oh, so, so you coming to join? You want to hear the word or whatever? Well, see, you know, God has really called me to pastor, but he's, he's called me to be a pastor, you know, so I want to come and sit under your word. He says, no, no, get on out of here. You call the pastor, go pastor. You call the pastor, go. Why you, why you in here? Look and see, folk, you never heard that before. Yeah, yeah, that's a pact that we all pastors have. We all have that pact. Well, you be in no man's church talking about you called the pastor. What you doing in here? You no training for that, man. You better get out there and do it. All you gonna do is try to sneak some folks out of here. That's all you gonna do. Oh, the harvest! I see that the harvest is ripe in here. The harvest is ripe, man. You better get out of here. Come in here and sit under. You ain't sitting under nothing if you call to pastor. You have the authority of pastor on your life. Get out. Amen, because there's only one in here. Yeah, that causes mutiny. Amen, you an elder, just be an elder. The minute, the minute you decide it's time for me to go forth in my pastoralship, See ya, y'all. Let's, let, let's give Brother John some love. Everybody hug him after service because he will not be back. <laughs> Amen? Girl, that's the truth. But that anarchy in the core, they only want to come where they can get a position. These folks come into church and they, they just have to leave here because they couldn't get a position. I'm like, brother, I'm trying to get you ready. Why don't you just sit under the word and mature or whatever, whatever? No, man, I God called me from birth to usher. They only want to go where they can get a position because anarchy is in them. They're not going to submit to your authority. And then when they get a position, they only come to church for the position. They don't hear anything the preacher says and they don't learn anything because as soon as they get mad, they leave the church. And then you be like, man, I thought you loved me. I thought you were listening and receiving and whatever. Oh, man, you a trip. You this, you that. I've been feeling like this all ever since I was there. 
That's because anarchy was in your heart. So you was here for the position. Man, I'm preaching in here and somebody don't like this. Somebody's jaws are tight like a pit bull. In other words, a person that hates rebuke will always desire to be the one doing the rebuking. Proverbs 12 and 1. The one who loves discipline loves knowledge. But the one who hates reproof is what? Stupid. Stupid. If you hate to be corrected, you stupid. Anarchy opens a person up to erroneous doctrine and seducing spirits. See, when people can't find validation for what they want to do in the Bible, guess what they're going to do? They're going to go get another book. They're going to add a book to the book. They're going to discredit the book because the book isn't saying what they needed to say. So it's always going to be the Bible plus. Well, brother, that passage, see, when it was originally translated over by the white man, he left out that word. So you have to go get the, 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 you know, the book of thieves. And it'll tell you what that word really meant in that. Dude, that's too much work. What if I just trust what the Bible said? Whole bunch of folk in heaven because they trusted what the Bible said. That's what I'm going to do, brother. I'm just going to go be with them. You stand here with the book of thieves. Somebody told me that man to see the book of the dead. If you get the book of the dead, the Egyptian book of the dead, it really, really, book of the dead, man, I'm alive. I ain't reading that. I'm going with the Bible, bro. So what you say about the white man, though? The white, what? Race? Are we talking about blood? Are we talking about race? Talking about race developed by certain demographics and how the sun baked them? Yeah. <laughs> or are we talking? What are we talking about, man? But see, the people in the Bible, they're all black. So the letters are black and red. That's all I care about. Did red blood save my soul? Bro, I just I'm just trying to get in. Amen. I don't need the black pass to make me feel more better. That's not doing anything for my income. But when it start affecting my income, then I might go black. Right now, it's just not advantageous. I mean, what, how does it improve? I mean, what did we improve it? More God? He's going to favor us more? He's going to favor those that fall in love with his son. 1 Timothy 4 and 1. Now the Spirit express, uh, speaketh expressly that in the latter times some shall do what? Are we seeing that? Amen. Then they're going to give heed to what? And what? That means that they're gonna, folks are going to poke holes in the word and they're going to fall for it. Seducing spirits. So when a person cannot receive correction, I need to read this, rebuke or reproof of the leader they selected, then they will begin to search for doctrines of men that agree with them. Isn't that something? Man, I'm preaching in here. Black, black Hebrew cults, liberation theology, new age, and inclusion teachings are all popular now because men have shunned biblical-based holiness teaching and removed themselves from what? Sound doctrine out of what? 
all of the denominations you see now are splits and divisions, just like Paul said don't do. Splits and divisions because somebody got mad. Didn't want to submit to the authority of someone, so they started their own. And it kept degrading and degrading and degrading. Now we got the black Hebrew cults. Now we got liberation theology. All it because the degradation just kept going. You keep splitting something, and, and the more you split it, the more degraded it becomes. James 1, 19 through 20. Ye know this, my beloved brethren, but let every man be what? Swift to hear, slow to speak, and this is the one. Slow to what? Calm down, brother. Don't go start a movement because you mad because you got corrected. Slow to wrath. For the wrath of man worketh not the what? When you get mad, you're going to start something that's not righteous. It's, bur- it's based on your anger. So everybody in your church and everyone that follows you is mad. Angry. The only way to remove anarchy from your core is to respect godly leadership and follow the instructions of those leaders that you have freely chosen to submit to. Hebrews 13 and 7. Remember them that had the rule over you. Men that spake unto you the word of God. And considering the issues of their life, imitate what? Their faith. Amen. Summary! Y'all enjoyed this message? good stuff when our leaders are doing the work of the Lord we must take heed we may all have aspirations and desires to do certain things for the Lord but until we are able to follow instruction we cannot give God's instruction God desires for us to submit to men that he calls so that we can receive direction in leading people the church is the place where we learn God's authority through our pastor This protects us from our own will and carnal desires. How many of you got your own will? How many of you get out of control sometimes? Amen, human beings. How many of you have carnal desires sometimes? Amen. Look, somebody, oh, no. (laughs) This protects us from our own will and carnal desires. When we are able to receive correction without sowing discard and variance, meaning the, the pastor can actually correct you without you getting on the phone telling somebody about it. Amen calling attention to it and folks don't know you make yourself look bad when you do that the pastor tried to keep it he tried to keep it a secret you telling everybody mm-hmm, pastor's gonna come me tell me my dress too tight mm-hmm. and everybody looking at you like it is when we're able to receive correction without sowing discard and variance keeping your mouth shut then God will trust us And help us in leading our families and others. But when we attack our leadership, whom we have selected, then we are in fact what? Attacking God. In number 16, Korah, Dathan, and Abiram claimed to be called of God and felt they were just as qualified as Moses to lead the people. The Bible says that they caused 250 men to appoint themselves as priests of God. This is what's happening in our world today. There are many pastors that are only leading because they did not like being rebuked or being reproved by their former leaders. An anarchist spirit in leadership will ultimately infect the congregation. Because of this behavior, more and more people are following their own way, YouTube pastors, and shunning the leadership of the church. Core anarchy stops 
our growth and keeps us immature in the faith. You know when somebody has this in their core because they keep talking about it. 15, 20 years past, they're still talking about it. When a person's core is filled with lawlessness, they can never truly move on from it and will develop hatred and malice in their hearts against leaders that try to correct them. This will attract others that feel the same way and cause ministries to be birthed out of pain rather than God's true call. Amen? And finally, God did not allow the false leaders in Moses' day to live. Y'all know he killed all of them. Neither did he allow those that followed them to live. So everybody that followed Dathan and Abiram and Korah died. The Bible said the ground opened up and swallowed them all up. And then all 250 priests caught on fire and burned. Look at somebody and say, I'm going to do what God says. And look at the lives of the people that defy their leadership and talk against pastors and go after leadership like that. Don't want to obey and don't want to follow instruction and always got something negative to say. Look at their lives. They may not catch on fire and the ground may not open up and swallow them up, but I guarantee you they pay for it in their lives. God does not let you dishonor leadership. Not even in your own home. Me and my son joke about it all the time because he got some little muscles he got, he, he got a lot of muscles. And I told him, I said, boy, you still can't whip me. I still beat you. But even if you do whip me, you're lost. He said, yeah. He said, if I beat you up, I'd probably walk outside and get hit by a car. I said, no. No, it'll be a bus. It'll be a bus. For me, for me, all the work I do for the ministry, it's going to be something big. A plane is going to just fall out the sky. First, a piano is going to just come out of nowhere and hit you. Then a tiger is going to attack you. Don't you mess with God's man. <laughs> Amen. But you can't fight your daddy and make it. Me and my dad got into it one time, and we, we had a very bad relation one time. And man, I fist fought him. He fist whipped me, punching. We fighting like, like we in a, a cowboy saloon. And that throwing, fighting, and whatever. And I told him, I said, man, I never need you. He said, you're going to need me before I need you. I walked out of that house, and within a week, I was homeless, living in a car. Then I was living in a vacant apartment, me and my cousin, just, I mean, living on the street, homeless. And I had a preacher come to me and said, man, you better go talk to your daddy. He said, God want to do something with you. He said, but he can't do anything with you until you honor your father. Yeah, I learned the hard way. Amen. You don't do that. I don't care what he's done to you. You don't talk bad about him. Because you don't know the whole story anyway. All you know is the side you heard and chose. But there's always two sides. Our world is suffering because many of our leaders are leading out of spite, hurt, and regret. Because they could not submit to what? If we cannot submit to authority in the earth, then we will never truly submit to God. 1 Timothy 5 and 17, the Bible said, let pastors that rule well be counted what? Worthy of double honor. That word pastor is interchangeable with bishop and elder. It's all the same word. It is, it's the same word. Double honor. 
especially they who labor in the word and doctrine. For the scripture said, thou shalt not muzzle the ox that treadeth out the corn. And the laborer is what? Worthy of his reward. Amen. So don't be mad because the pastor's blessed. Just think how you, how you would feel if you had to deal with your crazy self like a pastor. You know you crazy. Some of you. You know it. You know you're a piece of work. Amen. Pastor ought to have something nice just, just for dealing with you. Look at all these folks in here. And the labor is worthy of his reward. 1 Timothy 5 and 19 is the one that gets folks in trouble. Bible says, against the pastor, receive not a what? Accusation. Accusation. Folks say, uh-huh, EX Ministries. How you going to say that? Man, we ain't accusing nobody of anything. We wait till they do it in public. And two or three, it usually it's 200,000 or 300,000 witnesses when we get it. We're not talking about what folks do in private. Amen. Amen. You will drop dead. That's not your place. Amen. You can't receive an accusation. If somebody come to you with an accusation against an elder of this church, you're going to be like, oh, wait a minute, brother. I can't receive that. Right. You're going to get me in trouble. Get on with that. Right. It says don't receive one, but before two or three witnesses, call the elders together and do it. If not, then hush. Look at that. Boy, it's just quiet. Here. Folks have been YouTube pastor for so long, they don't know church rules. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's what it is. Yes, they pastored by YouTube. Yes, they listen to 30 different preachers every week. Oh, so they can't, man, they're not submitted to anybody. But in the church, now you can do what you want online. But in the church, this is what God says. Don't do it like that. Because somebody could just be saying stuff because they're jealous, angry, or upset. Because the pastor corrected them and they didn't like it. This is, these are our instructions. We honor leadership. Because if I have to come to you and correct you, I want you to feel it. I've got men that correct me. Yes, sir. You better believe it. My phone will ring. One time it rang while I was preaching. Yeah, I got men in my life that I'm accountable to. See, you can't get amens on this stuff. Huh? Yeah, so if I come to you and say, brother, you know, shirt is a little tight this week. See your heart beating and all the money in your top pocket. I can count it. Got the Eddie Long shirt that snaps at the bottom. Brother, that's a onesie. You can't wear that in here no more. If I come to you, don't be like, bro, bro. You just mad. You don't have these muscles. We don't want to see that in here. Amen. Amen. My wife come up to you and said, dog, your top is a little low now. Now, I know you're trying to get a man, but you don't want to get one like that. May not last. It may not last. That's correction. That's reproof. But a person that grew up changing themselves, dressing themselves, looking the way they want to look, all that, it's going to be harder for them to receive that than someone who had a strict mom or strict father. Y'all see what I'm saying? It's a vantage point. But don't be hurt by it. And don't go talk to somebody. Hmm, she said this. Don't do that. Just come to the one that told you and say, you know, that just made me feel bad. And they'll explain to you. Well, I wasn't trying to make you feel bad. But it's just necessary in here. Now, while you're watching your YouTube pastor, you can just dress like you want. 
But in here with living human beings, there's a standard that we all have to come up to. Amen. Everyone stand to your feet. You've been listening to a true church perspective from G. Craig Lewis, founder of EX Ministries and pastor of Adamant Believers Council in Grand Prairie, Texas. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to be a financial blessing to us, please send your donation to EX Ministries, P.O. Box 24870, Fort Worth, Texas. 76124 or donate online at www.exministries.com.